Yo, this is Tom Lope, and you're cooling out with No Jibba Jabba FM. It's that funky cold Medina. Toys R Us riding wheelies. Right. 20 plus years old, yet I'm acting silly. I don't have to hide it. Flow so tight like I was a Johnaman. Ask him, what's my age again? Eating Flissel's vitamins. I got the PS3, the 360 has both died before. Smash the NES and the 4. Hey, hey. And Yo. welcome to the first episode of our relaunch. Yes. We are back. No Jibba Jabba FM presents Death Cakes Podcast. Fuck. Yeah. Episode we've 26. Talk, we've been talking about it for a long time. It's, it's, it's great to actually be able to say it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This, and, this uh, shit's hard to do, people. It is, man. And you know what? You know what? It just makes me... um, You know, I got I to shout out uh, Podomatic, everybody behind that service, you know, that company, because... Uh, we had this problem, you know, a year or so ago when we were trying to get the show started. We didn't know, I mean, we had the show recorded, didn't know how to put it up or anything like that. Podomatic got us in the door, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, gotta spread our wings a little bit, man. Gotta, gotta leave that behind and, uh, do it for self. Yeah. So now we are live, got new everything. (laughs) Yep. Got new email addresses, new uh, or not new email addresses, new uh, websites and website addresses. Yeah, uh, Facebook has changed, but we'll get into that at, in the plug section. Yeah, but uh, before we get into this episode's movie, I do want to say if you guys are uh, are drinking something while you're listening to us, I want you to take that cup or bottle, or whatever. And just pour a little bit out. Um, meant to mention this back in the Dick Tracy episode, but uh, the CW announced that this fall will be the end of their animated block of shows, which effectively means that uh, cartoons on on regular network over-the-air TV is over. And that may not mean anything to some of our younger listeners who grew up with Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and everything. But for you guys that uh, grew, grew up in the 80s, 90s, or, you know, I, I know I got people that listen who were born in the 70s. Network Saturday morning cartoons was, you know, what we grew up on. <laughs> yes, and uh, I... I, I plan to have I, I wanted to say some 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 words. Uh I, I wanted to write something down and uh express my, my, my thoughts, but uh I think I can wing it. <sighs> you know you know, Jay. We talked about it back in episode one, which uh now that we're on no jibba jabba FM. Uh, listeners can actually go back and hear that episode now because it has been on the feed for quite some time. But uh, we talked about it there. We talked about it in episode 15. You know, um, 
We even talked about it when we uh, shifted the days that we published these episodes. Um, if you guys remember, if you've been with us for a long time, um, Death Cakes used to uh, post their episodes on um, on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was kind of an homage to uh, primetime television. You know, that was the, that was the Cosby Day, and Thursday just used to be a really good night for television. Um, and also. If you're online, you know about Throwback Thursday, so it just made sense. But, uh, yeah, we switched over to Saturdays because, I mean, really the heart and soul of most of our old conversations and really the heart and soul of Death Cakes. Like we said, Saturday morning cartoons is Death Cakes. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we moved it to Saturdays. You know, sometimes we uh, slip up here and there, you know, with our timing, but uh, for the most part, they come out on Saturdays. And um, all that is because of. The Saturday morning cartoons, and um, I can just say that um, my memory goes back to, uh, as far as that goes, it goes back to at least 1984, if not earlier, in some random spurts. So from three years old on forward, even though it's been in constant decline, and you know it's been a shell of its former self for uh, really since the late 90s, uh, just the fact that there aren't Saturday morning cartoons anymore, it uh, kind of strikes a chord with me. So. Uh, yeah, I pour a little, uh, pour a little of this Arizona energy out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, did, did you have any words to yeah, say, man? No, I just, um, it's I want to say it's sad, but then at the same time, moving forward, there's whole networks devoted to cartoons. Whether you like those shows or not, um, you know it's not like the art form is dying. Well, uh, uh, I'm sorry to cut uh, you off in the middle of your um, words, but uh, eh, eh, when you say whole networks uh, dedicated to cartoons, I mean one of them. I won't say any names. Is uh, constantly being bombarded with live action content. Um. Mm. And I think it just might be a matter of time before that happens to them all. So I'm just saying, don't say we didn't warn you. Episode 26. Yeah. We warned you. Yeah. It is uh, the MTV syndrome that seems to be happening to a lot of TV stations. Where, like, uh, I I was talking to my my wife the other day about this. You know, Animal Planet shows more shows about people doing stuff than animals now. I mean, I didn't know that. I knew National Geographic did. Yeah. And so that's the whole reason why they uh, switched over from, you know, they split off and they made Animal Planet. So it's all animals all the time. And now you're saying. But now it's not. Now it. Almost every time I, I flip. I'm flipping channels and go past it. They're showing this uh, show about this guy that builds tree houses or this guy that, you know, makes these really elaborate swimming pools for people. So I, you're, you're, you're telling me that. One day I'm gonna flip on Animal Planet and see documentaries about the Aryan Brotherhood. Is that that? That's... <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Well, Matt Geo does it. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. Time. That's true. But um, we're getting way off topic. Let's get into let's get into uh, our movie for this week. And, yeah, rest, uh, but 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 before that, yeah, just one more time, man. Uh, moment of silence for uh, the Saturday morning cartoon. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but um, we didn't really give a hint, except I 
put something on Facebook. Yeah, uh, and... last week, which kind of was it, I I meant it as a news story, but then as I, I was typing in some text, I was like, oh, this is a hint for what we're doing this week. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, well, and we've also slipped up a couple times. Well, we actually we didn't slip up. It was in the course of the conversation, and we you might have heard us if you were paying attention. You heard us say. It was coming up, but I don't know if you knew it was the next one. Yeah, no, we we didn't say it was the next one. But uh, we are doing Masters of the Universe. (laughs) Oh, man. But before we even start talking about it, I have to relate this. My wife, she doesn't listen to the show. She she supports me. She she supports it, but she's just not into you know nerdy geeky stuff. So she really doesn't listen to our show. Uh, she happened to come into my office when I was watching this, and she she was like <laughs> she was like, "What are you watching?" I'm like it's Masters. I didn't even finish it. She was like, "Oh, is this is this He Man?" I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I love this movie." Oh goddamn it! Well, well, did you ask her? Did you ask her the, the right question? Which question? Do you still love it? <laughs> Have you seen it yeah. recently? I, I said, I said it's not a good movie. She was like, yeah, this movie is great. I used to watch it all the time. I, I can quote this, that, and the other. I was like, oh. I was like well, what? do you want to do the, the show this week? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you ask her to come on the show? Hell, I would have loved that. Uh, and she was like, well, no, I, I don't have anything to talk about. about it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, all right. But this is like the one really nerdy thing that my wife likes for God knows what reason. <laughs> that would have been awesome if she would have come on here. Shout out to you. I would, but um, she's asleep, so I ain't gonna oh, wake okay. her up. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. This is, uh, 1987. And, um, Jay, we saw this together in theaters. Mm hmm. Actually, I have not seen it again since then. It came out. I mean, full disclosure, we are recording this on August 14th, mm-hmm. and this movie actually came out seven days ago in 1987, came out on August 7th. Well, there it is. We were damn close to to recording on the actual day. And I just but. want to say that I remember um, a couple other um, that that movie theater, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, no. In fact, I know for a fact it was um, the old it was the old Warenberg Theaters that was right next to um, Northwest Plaza. Like you know how there was one that was inside, like it was upstairs, like mm-hmm. above the tilt. There was one across the street. There was a smaller one. It oh, only yeah. had maybe like four or five uh, screens in it. We saw it over there, and I remember that just because I remember what part of town we were living in at that time. It was uh, Overland. It was just, I wasn't too far from there. But also, um, I just remember this movie, you always used to go see the movies. And we went there with you, and also around this time, <laughs> in the theaters, there was Jaws the Revenge. There was the Monster Squad, which I love. It's a cult classic, but it was a box office bomb. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawing a blank on what else was there, but th- this was a nexus of really of, of bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that theater. Yeah, I mean, oh. and I can't remember far back enough. Like I said, I I've not seen this movie until now. I haven't seen this movie since since back then, and I can't remember if I actually liked it or not. I'm I probably you know just because you were a kid and nothing's bad when you're a kid. 
you know, yeah. you go to see a movie and it's it. But I don't remember if I actually like this or not. In fact, I remember I remember some some confusion about it. Yeah, I had a lot of confusion about it, and you know, I had I still remember my one you know major complaint was that you never that he was He Man the whole time. You never saw him, you know, go from Adam to He Man, which. I, I mean, side characters aside, I, I know, you know, movies, you can't get every, you know, fan favorite character. Okay, there, there's no Battle Cat. Big deal. Uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll let that slide. But, you know, that whole I have the power putting the sword in the air, that's, you know, the most important part of He-Man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and spoiler alert, he doesn't do it until the end yeah and then it's pointless yeah the end when the movie's like going off like the credits are about to roll and he's saying I've got the power yeah yeah but um and this movie does what so many movies I mean well I'll take that back this it did it in the 80s when not a lot of movies were doing it, but it has become a trope recently. A trope also known as a problem? Yeah, where you take whatever property, and when you bring it to the big screen, they have to end up on Earth for God knows what reason. On they, Earth, or at least in the real world, like outside of their world. Or Yeah, or, or modern times, you know... Like they, they they did it with, um, you know, more recently they did it with the Smurfs. They yeah. did it twice with, with the Smurfs, and they finally said that the third Smurf movie, yes, there's a third one coming, that it's gonna be full CGI and will take place in, you know, that medieval alternate world. Which I don't understand why they didn't just do that in the first place. I don't know, but then you know you got movies like Fat Albert. Where uh, it was, it was a cartoon, uh. and they came out of the cartoon into the modern world, and then it's that stupid trope of, oh, what's this? Oh, uh, you know, it's a phone. Oh, what is this primitive? Blah blah blah. It's the same shit that was in your mo- in, in your in your own world. It's just that now you're over here, and it. I don't. Yeah, and I just I hate that shit. But this, you know, it can't come out in '87. I don't think a lot of movies had done this before. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's some sci-fi movie that did it. Uh, you know, Back to the Future was out by by then, so you know they they had that whole Back to the Past. Oh, what is you know? But this is taking. Or I guess you can count those uh those those uh early Marvel adaptations too. Which I mean, yeah, Marvel comp they, they you know they take place in. In, in actual settings, you know, they're not Metropolis, it's New York, but you know, he had Captain America <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on a motorcycle, you know, and the helmet, or, or Spider-Man, where all he did was run around and, and, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, but anyway, let's let's get into this plot a little bit. So, yeah. this movie starts... Well, th- this movie starts in a whole another mo- movie that it apparently never got released, and we know nothing about. Because when this movie starts, 
<laughs> Skeletor has already taken over Castle Grant. The war's over. Basically. Stop right there. Stop right there. I, <laughs> you know what? No. First of all, no. The movie starts with a blue screen. It looks like the end credits from like a 70s sitcom. It was just like blue screen and just throwing their names up there. Like the all the star, you know, the, the main the main stars, their names show up in this in this funky blue screen. They do a little uh a, a little bit of a intro and then it, it it gives you the Masters of the Universe logo on splash screen. And then all the minor characters get the actual logo treatment with the theme song. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> all the and and speaking of the theme song, you would think they would do some sort of like like heavy guitar rocked out version of the cartoon theme to try to at least make some sort of attempt to relate it to the actual show. Oh well, you know we. But they don't. No. It's this really, you know, it's just orchestral music it's really grand and spectacular but it's not you know it doesn't really set the scene oh i mean they look let's just let's just we already kind of explained it with 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 the setting and everything like that but i mean let's just be upfront with they bastardized the source material i mean there's <laughs> nothing yeah and I'll, I mean, I'll actually talk about that at the end here because yeah. it this movie had very strong comparisons to a completely different comic book property and the r- rumor is that they took that script and just switched some characters around and made it He-Man but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get I into the, those facts at the end of the show I've never heard that I didn't know of that but I totally believe it after watching this yeah but uh but but okay so so back to what you were saying man the war is over so you mean it's you, you what, what they're telling us is that what, what what they were never able to accomplish over the entire how how many seasons was He Man on like five, like four was, or five no it was two but they had two but a ton of episodes yeah they had a ton of episodes in each okay season. so 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 all those episodes they were never able to take Grayskull but you tell me right here in a in a little cold open that they done that huh yeah <laughs> just they just done it done and and they're not gonna show it there's no I mean we we didn't even get a montage they didn't I even know, have right? to do it they just didn't show it. Yeah, no, the, it, it just, it it immediately cuts to this weird-ass, funky, <laughs> robo-techno, technological, like, castle grayskull. It doesn't have the iconic drawbridge or anything, it just, it looks really weird. And then it cuts right to Skeletor walking into the main chamber. Yeah, and, and Skeletor is, he, <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you something. Skeletor in the cartoon is a joke, like for real. He's 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 a bumbling idiot, and mm-hmm. his voice is about as annoying as as they come. And you you can't possibly take him seriously. At least in this one, he sounds evil. Yeah, he sounds you know? evil, which I like. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But except that his mask is like paper mache. <laughs> like, and, and like you can see, like you can still see his eye, his eyes, and everything like that. I mean, it's just like so obvious that it's a mask. Like, just like they didn't even try. And then, like his nostrils is yeah, you can see like, his nostrils. It, but it, but it's yeah, but but then the uh, the nostrils that like the skull, the, the the nasal cavity, I guess. It's like it, it's it's like painted on or sharpied in or something. Yeah, I mean, it's really bad. And and and, and what's what what also is funny about this? Um, by the way, I I don't I don't. 
I, this was on my hard drive one day. I don't know how I got it, but um, I was just happened to see it there, and the file name said Blu-ray Rip, and I'm like, <laughs> I just laughed my ass off. This was on. What was this doing on Blu-ray? Yeah, it came out in 2012. I mean, what what do you need with HD for this movie? The special effects were awful, and I mean, what do you just you can see all the individual fibers and the paper mache <laughs> mask or something? I mean, I don't. Not only that, it was the 25th anniversary edition. 25th anniversary yeah. and, and if nobody remembers right you know and that's you know what you know what time out there's not one more thing man you know um we had talked about doing this movie uh because we had seen it you know with all the movie episodes that we planned out we were trying to keep it within stuff that we you know not 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 this block folks but just uh you know some some pre-planning that we were doing me and jay were doing um early on we're talking about when we do movies we should you know at least for the early ones we should try to keep it stuff that we actually saw together Mm -hmm. in theaters and this was one of them so it's like okay one day we're gonna have to do he-man uh but it but other than that i mean i hadn't heard anything about this movie in a long time it long been forgotten and it just seems like within you know this year and the year before all of a sudden people started digging this thing out of the garbage and watching it again <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking about podcasts. I'm talking about friends of mine that I know, and uh, I have actually, you know, I've avoided every every podcast because there've been a couple of them that are in my rotation that have talked about this. I have deleted the episode, like I don't want to hear it because I need to go in fresh because I haven't seen this movie in 20 years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so yeah, it's it, it seems like everybody seems to rediscover this thing right now, and uh, it's I I. I, I there's a I, I just think it's it's because there's a I've heard tell there's rumors that there's gonna be a sequel and maybe that's why but or, well, or a reboot yeah they, they are working on a, a new movie actually the dude that that directed um, the second G.I. Joe movie uh-huh. was supposed to be the director for it but then he dropped out now he's directing Jim and I don't Jim. know yeah the, the holograms you didn't know that? No. I even posted that on, on the Facebook page, I thought. Maybe you did. You know, maybe you did. Or, maybe I, I, or no, I, I posted it on my, my personal Facebook page. Oh, okay. All right. But yeah, they've got a Jim and the Holograms movie coming out. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Um, but but uh, yeah, he, he was scheduled to direct it. He dropped out. I forget who's doing it now. But they are saying, like, that script's supposed to be closer to the source material. It better be, because they can't make this again. No. God, I hope not. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> man, I, I'm getting off all, all, all these tangents and everything like that, but I'm sorry, man. Like I said, it's, it, it's, just, it's just kind of funny that, you know, this, this, this span of this past year, people have just kind of rediscovered this thing. And we're talking about the 25th anniversary, and it's like, well, hell... You know, people missed the 25th anniversary of it because it, it wasn't until now that people started looking at it again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, it comes in. Um, the Skeletor has won. He's won this war that we don't know about. Yeah, he is uh, in Castle Grayskull. They happen to show the sorceress who's trapped in some sort of force field. And if he wouldn't have called her the sorceress, I wouldn't know who the hell she was. 
because yeah, she's not wearing the you know trademark uh, falcon headdress and it I mean, even if they didn't put her in that Falcon getup, if her outfit would have just had that orange and blue and white sort of motif, I would have been fine with it. But no, she's just in this white gown and then this white, or this like, it's like a headdress, but it's got these big crystals coming out of it (laughs) and looks all fucked up. And then Skeletor is like touching the the force field and, and... draining her energy and it's like making her turn old yeah and uh, actually I'm going to pause one more second because on the Dick Tracy episode I had said that that Al Pacino said that Big Boy was his favorite role mm-hmm. I was wrong it was actually it was actually Frank Langella who said that Skeletor was one of his favorite roles how can that? Well, got, he 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 took the role because his son was a fan of He-Man and Skeletor, and he said that this was. He, he said that it was just a fun shoot. I don't okay. know. Okay. Right. He said he enjoyed it. I, you know, honestly, I could see him having fun on this set, but I mean, I mean, what about his son though? To be like, you guys fucked it up. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a quote here. He said he didn't even blink when he was offered the role. He, I couldn't wait to play it. Wow. Well, there yeah. you go. So, anyway. Okay. So, uh, Skeletor, of course, is asking, you know, where are the rebels? Where's He-Man? Cuts to the Grand Canyon. I don't know where this place is. <laughs> But uh, you see these soldiers carrying this net, and then, and then, uh, Walmart brand Conan the Barbarian comes out with Dolph as the <laughs> fucking Dolph Lundgren <laughs> oh. comes out, and it, his outfit. I, I know they don't put him in the in the fur loincloth and stuff, but his chest piece could at least have that trademark, you know, cross shape doesn't even have that well that's good that's a third right cross I'm glad they took that off there well, I mean that's <laughs> it's iconic to the character yeah well but <laughs> but anyway he ambushes these uh, these soldiers and then they find the mm-hmm, one of the worst parts of this movie they find Wildor who you know was supposed to be Orko yeah I was gonna say that man you know they couldn't make Orko so they invented this little midget thing mm-hmm. midget muppet <laughs> and I mean, I, mean he... I, I get it because I mean you know special effects I mean if you weren't George Lucas you weren't or, or somebody like that you weren't getting any kind of great special effects back then and um and it, well, I mean then you would have had like something floating around on a string or something like that and it would have been even more fucked up but you know what honestly I don't know. It it, it it was it was messed up what they used anyway. So I mean, yeah. might as well just go. I mean, for they it. they could have made him Orko and then just Orko walks. You know, just take a little creative license and okay, yeah, Orko just walks. Yeah, yeah. You know, a, as a kid, you wouldn't get that upset about it. Yeah, right. I mean that that would would be, be something that that. Uh, we would complain about now, but you know, as a kid, okay, well, Orko walks, no big deal. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, they, they freed Gwildor, and Gwildor says, I'm a scientist here, come back to my house and you'll be safe for a minute. So they go to his house, and he's got all this weird-ass science, uh, you know, all, all this technological stuff. And then he says that he, you know, created this key that can open... Or, no, he, He-Man is wondering how Skeletor, you know, got into Grayskull and won. Gildor says, well, I, it might be my fault, because I invented this key that I can teleport you anywhere in time and space. And I was showing it to this woman, and she tricked me, and she took it. <laughs> yeah, she she took her top off and said, "Hey, you know, uh, can I have this?" And next thing you know, Grace Gold was taken. Yeah. So, so then, well, he said he didn't say how she tricked him. He just said she tricked me. Like, what tricked you? How? Yeah, we know how. She tricked him. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You know, we all know how she tricked. Him. <laughs> so. But you know what? Also, I Gwildor, by the way, he is grotesque to look at. He is just awful, and he seems like he's suffered from like Bell's palsy or something. His mouth doesn't move; it always like yeah. moves very little. And so you tell him they won't believe to believe that he's a scientist and he's invented all this shit, but he can't cure his 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 his, his ailment. Yeah, the makeup is bad because a lot of times he'll be talking and the lips won't move, but you'll see the lips inside the mask move. <laughs> Or skipping ahead, there's a part where he takes a drink and all he does is toss the whole thing over his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, uh, Gildor is played by by Billy Barty, who is a you know sort of famous little person actor. And Billy Barty does have kind of a fucked up eye where one's kind of half shut. But I, I don't know why they couldn't get the makeup to work halfway decent. Or, uh, at least around the mouth, you know. But anyway, Gildor uh, says, "Yo, I've I've got a prototype key that, that that Skeletor didn't know about. Turns it on, and then he says, "Oh yeah, I should turn this off because they can track the the the, the because the keys can track each other." So sure enough, you know, yeah, Skeletor's job, men find the house. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I got issues with Gwildor. I got plenty so, of issues with Gwildor, but I, I, but we but we got to power through, so I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna so, be quiet for now. So they um, go into the house, or they uh, they they sneak out out of a secret passage that just happens to lead into the tunnels beneath Grayskull. So they sneak in the Grayskull. They see the sorceress is trapped. Skeletor, you know, marches in and gives a grand speech. And Gildor, well, they say, Gildor, get us out, out of here. And this is my problem with Gildor. He did not invent these keys. He broke into somebody's house and found this shit. Because he's just banging on stuff. <laughs> have, <laughs> have you ever seen a little kid, like a baby, play with a toy uh, keyboard or something? That's exactly yeah, what Gildor is doing. He's just mashing random buttons. He well, that 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 might be that might be his uh his his affliction. He's had a stroke, man. Give him a break. <laughs> and he's like, I'm working on it. I can't get the coordinates. He's punching random shit. Them hands ain't what they used to be. <laughs> so, so he he finally gets a portal open, and all of them jump through it, and end up in 
Earth. And I like how they randomly end up in Earth. I mean, oh, I mean, they, what if they ended up like, oh, I don't know, on some like asteroid somewhere, and they just die because you yeah. can't breathe in space, you know? Would have been a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, saying, you know, he's punching random shit and you just jumped in the portal. You don't know where it's going. Mm-mm. No, especially if Wildor's operating the fucker. Because he's yeah, just saying random shit. I don't trust him. He, I mean, he was... Uh, you know what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about Wildor for right now. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's keep going. He so, makes me mad. Yeah, so they, they jump through the portal. And then we get introduced to our human characters. Well, no, I take that back. They, they jump through the portal. They end up in Earth, and they're they're regrouping and cleaning themselves because they landed in like a swamp or something. And and then somehow the key got lost, so now they have to spread out and find this key. And that's when we get introduced to Courtney Cox. Yeah, and it is a miracle that she is still with us, like professionally, because damn. Yeah, like I do. Like you, you know, Michael Beck from the and he played Swan in the Warriors. He did Xanadu, and we ain't heard from him since. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he made a classic movie in the Warriors. She was a lead character in this piece of shit, and she's still around. Yeah, I don't Just think she it. had done much else. I mean, th- this is of course way before Friends, so I don't think she had done much much else before that. But, um, anyway, they, they, Tila, Man-at-Arms, and Wildor end up at this rib shack. Yeah, Robbie's rib shack. Yeah, and they, they steal some food. <laughs> uh, but you know what, this, this, this is where I told the screen, it, the, 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 whoever wrote the screenplay needed to fuck off right here, man. Because they go and they eat. And she's like, "Oh, why is it on little on, on these little white sticks?" And he said, "That's a rib bone." And she's like, "This used to be an animal." I'm like, "Well, what the hell were you eating?" I mean, you 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 guys don't have animal. You didn't eat. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, you ate animals. In fact, in an episode of the show, which well, I guess since they bastardized the source material, I guess we're not. Uh, I guess I guess the show. I guess this doesn't. This doesn't apply. But I'm gonna I'm make the the case anyway. Uh, we watched an episode of the, of the TV show for this for this podcast, and they have eggs and they've got a feast going. I was like, okay, clearly you guys eat animal products and animals, so I mean, why uh, why, why in this would they act like they don't eat animals? I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get it either. So what do they eat then? I, I guess they're vegetarians. I don't know. He man didn't get that big eating on vegetables, <laughs> broccoli and shit. He gets protein, <laughs> but it's space broccoli. Oh, fuck up. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, we get introduced to Courtney Cox. We find out that her parents, like, just died. And she's decided to go to New York or something. But she's got, got a breakup with her boyfriend. And, uh, uh, her and her boyfriend, which is the weirdest breakup ever because he's going to drive her to the bus station. But before they go to the bus station, they're going to go to the gravesite so she can say goodbye to her parents again. You know, another thing, while they're in this car, you know it is. And, and, and I mean, I know we mentioned it already. It takes place on Earth. But, I mean, 
This is like when you just sit there, it's like, okay, this is like butt rock music playing. What is that doing in my He-Man movie? I don't know. Is that what we signed up for? No. It's not. This is He-Man. Is it? And also, um, skipping ahead a little later on, I heard I heard some Jimi Hendrix playing. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I love Hendrix just like, I mean, just as much as the next guy. But I mean, Purple Haze. There's nothing He-Man about Purple Haze. Or, no. Hey, I just... <laughs> I mean, really, the, the 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 music direction on here. I mean, among all the other problems with this movie, you know, that that really that really takes you out of it. And 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 also, you know what? I got another gripe. I'm I'm sorry. I keep derailing the show with these gripes, man. But it pisses me off that okay, they land they're on Earth. They land in a swamp that just happens to be right next to this tiny small t- like. But it's it's Pleasantville, basically. Yeah. It's this tiny town with like one street that goes one way. I mean, it's like you've seen Pleasantville before, where they mm-hmm. where they're talking about how like there's nothing at the end of Main Street or whatever. It's kind of it's kind of like what this town is. Yeah. Well, and you, you know there. what that town is. That's a that's called the the uh, Paramount Backlot USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my problem is you know if they were gonna if they were gonna bring it into into Earth, why couldn't they put it in a city? You know, I don't. I mean, know. it seems more likely they would have landed somewhere like that. You would hit a city or something like that, not this random town. Or you know what? They could have hit. They could have done it in St. Louis, and they could have had the fight in He-Man Park. <laughs> Shout out Geekly Podcast. Y'all know where I'm talking about. <laughs> it is He-Man. Now we're He-Man Park. Now, <laughs> okay, back to it. So anyway. <laughs> They could have done it here. They're, they're, stop it. They're, they're, they're walking in, in the cemetery. They find this thing. And they hit a button. Because, of course, when you find a weird thing that looks... It's got all these little sharp points and stuff. Of course you want to pick it up and start hitting buttons. And then her jackass boyfriend is like, Oh, it's one of them Japanese synthesizers. Fuck you. Yeah, you never <laughs> ever seen, seen any kind of instrument ever. <laughs> I don't care if it's from Japan, from China, from here. When have you ever seen a, a, a electronic instrument do that or look like you, that ever? Never. But I believe that her boyfriend is is a substance abuser, and I will I will elaborate on that um, in the next few scenes. <laughs> so but yeah, uh, Japanese synthesizer. He's like these people. Like this. Is, see, this is in the eighties. This is like kind of right around the end of those times when like Japan was like really, really far away people didn't know jack shit about this. see see nowadays you got people who know more about japanese culture in america than american culture see back then mm-hmm. nobody knew jack shit you know so it's it's it, I, i'll give him that pass a little bit but like but again he's he's on drugs and I'm, i'll tell you why in a minute <laughs> yeah so anyway he uh his he, he's in a band and his band's gonna have or playing a gig at high school dance yeah, so, he's a butt rock player. Yeah, so they take the the key to the high school where he's set, setting up because he, he wants to do his sound check before he takes Courtney Cox to the bus station. He wants to do what now? He wants to do a sound check before he, he takes... He wants to do a sound check. Don't you need your band to do the sound check? Yeah, that's what I would think. But there's no band. It's only him. Only him, Courtney Cox, and the janitor gets yeah, fucked well, up. Well, she. But, but what I'm saying is his band. There's no band. What? What was? It? Do you remember what the band? The band name was called? No. It's called the Illusions. <laughs> they don't exist. 
I didn't even catch that. <laughs> they don't exist. He's on drugs. Wow. I could just see him like humoring him at, oh. <laughs> at the school dance, like he's up there playing by himself, like that awful synthesizer music that he that you do see him test out, and they're just they're just clapping for him just 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 to be nice about just, it. I'm just waiting for <laughs> waiting for the DJ to come back on and yeah, just, just put on some records. Yeah, and and the yeah, I could see it happening in this little small town. Oh, that that nice Johnson boy. We're gonna let him play. <laughs> it's like Lars and the Real Girl, except there's no there's, there's no sex doll involved. It's just this guy's band called the Illusions. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he he decides to hit the the big red button that's on the side of the thing, and it starts shooting out lights, and the little spike thing starts spinning. And of course, that means the other key on Eternia lights up, and they track him. So then we get the the Empire Strike Back scene, where <laughs> with stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Where where Skeletor says, you know, get some mercenaries together and send them through. And then this is when we get introduced to uh, low budget versions of you know classic He-Man dudes. <laughs> I well, mean, the, I I will say Beastman, I think looks really cool. Yeah, Four. that's the one. Yeah. The one character that was in it. The rest of them aren't. They, they were completely made up for this show. Yeah, which doesn't for make sense because I'll, I'll go through them all. The first one is Blade. He comes up. He's got. He's got a like an eye patch on, but it, it's it's thick, and I, I think there's a light or something in it. He's got all these blades. <laughs> Move that eye patch to the center. Make it a visor. You got triclops. Yeah. No, don't want to do that. Next one up is Sawrod, who's like this <laughs> this lizard thing, and he's got this like throat pouch that that pulsates like a frog, and he's got this helmet on. If all you had to do, you could make him merman. Just turn that helmet into like you know a water breathing apparatus thing. You could keep that that throat throbbing thing, you know. Yeah, Ca- or just call him Merman. Or Leech. Or Leech, yeah. But no, he's Sora. <laughs> and then there's Beastman, who, the only thing about Beastman, he doesn't talk. Which, right. um, you know, I mean, he, he was stupid in the cartoon, but he at least spoke. But this Beastman, he's big, he's intimidating, he's got, like, sort of faux samurai armor on, which is kind of cool. And then the last one is this guy, Karg, who looks like another lizard, but with big hair. <laughs> I, I don't know what exactly he's supposed to be. He's the hair rock monster. <laughs> well, it is the 80s. Yeah, this, I mean, the music is there. You got the illusions. Uh, you know, the one-man band there. He, he plays the kind of music he likes, so I mean... Yeah, and, you know, I, I can probably imagine what what the writers were, were thinking about when they were uh, trying to name these guys. You know, they're sitting there and they're, they're talking and typing. One goes, Oh, Card! And he falls over. And the other guy's, Oh, Card, that's a good name. <laughs> that's a good name. Here, let me touch this out and I'll call you an a- ambulance. <laughs> you're not supposed to be bleeding from your nose like that. 
And then, again, it was the 80s. Yeah. So, so uh, anyway, they send them through with a couple of the Stormtrooper guys. Uh, the, the boyfriend, whose name I don't remember, doesn't matter. The boyfriend no, decides to take the the key to his buddy Jimmy or Frank or something. I think it was Charlie. His, yeah, Charlie at his music shop to let him take a look at the key because it's a cool Japanese synthesizer. <laughs> and then uh, leaves Courtney Cox there alone with the janitor, which could be a totally separate uh, horror movie, really. But... <laughs> And anyway, all of a sudden there's this whoosh sound, and all the bad guys come through the portal, and you know they they find the janitor first, and when they they smash into the garage, well, well they they find the janitor, Beastman and Blade fuck him up, and then they come into the. Uh, the gym where, where the dance is and they find her I don't know how they it decided that she was you know the important key holder or whatever but then they, they decide to try and take her alive they fail she runs outside He-Man shows up He-Man gets in, in a fight with Blade um it's for for you know, Blade's supposed to be like this master of swords and stuff, but he really kind of sucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's got two swords. He-Man's got the sword of power, which doesn't look like the sword of power, but anyway. No, it doesn't. And also, He-Man is really no good with that sword himself. No, he- He-Man uses a gun most of this this show. Which, does He-Man use gu- Did He-Man use guns? I don't remember. Never. That. Huh. Maybe on one of the... One of the... Uh... Nah, don't you say it. What? <laughs> not... not, not... You're not talking about the new adventures, are you? No, 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 no. One, okay. one of the the vehicles he he may have used, uh, you know, the guns that that are on there. But most of the time, he just used a sword. You know. Oh, okay. But you know, another thing when he's headed over there, heading over there to the fight, and he's looking for, you know, they they're kind of split up and looking for the key or whatever. I think it's so funny again with this setting because he's just in this, you know, Pleasantville, Paramount, Backlot, USA suburb. He walks past this little white house. He just, I mean, he just in his underwear and that chest plate, and it just <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, look, I'm telling you, folks. I mean, everything we tell you about this that that's that that's screwed up. It's just when you see this shit like on the screen, it's like I can't believe they sat down and made this shit. He's just walking down, the, walking down this little suburban block. He's got yeah. his. <laughs> yeah. But then, um... Nobody's calling the cops. Nobody, like, there's a flasher outside. Nothing. No, huh? Nothing. But In fact, they, nobody comes out the house at all. Nobody comes out anywhere, ever. This is quiet, white bread, Paramount backlots, Pleasantville, USA. You make yeah. it all this noise, somebody should have come out. No this one ever like, comes out. This is like New York Home Alone again. <laughs> but then, uh, you know... Well, I have to say this too. The back of this school is just a junkyard. Because <laughs> she she didn't go that far away. She she just went outside and into this like junkyard that's behind the school. He man finds her. He man starts fighting the Mercs. 
he gets in a fight with Blade. <laughs> Blade has two swords. He-Man has one. He-Man swings and hits a sword once. And and takes Blade's sword. And Blade goes, my sword! And then he falls over. <laughs> and then he, He-Man happens to look over. And he sees Karg about to grab Courtney Cox from behind. And he throws the sword of power. Karg stands there, looks at the sword for two seconds. He-Man starts running towards him, and he takes off. And this is where this movie is completely fucked. Because all Karg had to do was grab the sword of power, go back in the portal, movie's over. Because I I, I don't know why Skeletor wanted He-Man alive. Really, all he needed was the sword. Yeah. But it, it meant more to him to have He-Man too. I guess so, but if they w- would have had the sword, he would have stuck it in the thing, and, you know, well, we're skipping ahead, but he, he would have stuck it in the thing, got gotten the powers of Grayskull. If He-Man well, we, did ever manage to get back, he'd be even more fucked than he already is. But he doesn't really use the sword anyway, so I guess it You know what? Matter. Another thing, where the hell was He-Man whenever they went through the portal into into Grayskull in the first place? I don't know. Because he wasn't there fighting them off, obviously. No, I don't know where... That that is in the other movie that never got made, apparently. All of this stuff. Oh my god. You know, I I, I have to imagine that that all the other masters were killed somehow, somewhere. And these are the only three left. But... Um. Anyway, he takes uh, the boyfriend. Well, uh, Manny Darnes and Tila. Tila Light ish. I don't. She. She's not Tila. No. They they made her way too. I mean, Tila in the cartoons was always kind of gruff and aggressive, but this one is just. I I don't know. Is almost too much. She also looks like she stepped out of the year 2525 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and she looks, that's, she looks sci-fi. Like very sci-fi. Yeah. And that's the thing. The He-Man world really isn't that. I mean, they, they've got robots and they've got spaceships and stuff, but they don't really dress all that sci-fi-ish. Yeah. They dress more medieval than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to, You don't have to put or Tila. Barbaric. You don't have to put Tila in that, in that snake onesie unitard thing but you could at least have the colors sort of match right you know but anyway um uh while all of this is going on the boyfriend is at the music shop and they're messing with the synthesizer and uh, uh, by the way charlie shame on charlie he ought to be ashamed of himself he runs a music store he knows what a synthesizer in fact he would know a japanese synthesizer if he saw one well, he has apparently, because as soon as he, as soon as the boyfriend brings it in and sets it down, he's like, "Oh, I've seen one. I've seen uh, one before." He, he's a, okay, so he's on drugs too. Yeah. So you're just a you're just a goddamn liar, because no, you've never seen that before. No, you've never seen that before. There's only two of them, and you have not seen it. No. But uh, you know, he gets there, and then they they see all these cop cars drive by and you see the most people that you will ever see in the street there's like four people sort of watching the cop cars go by outside that's the most people you ever see in this town 
And, and what then, could they all be doing? I don't know. They're going to the dance, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there was nobody there when they're preparing for the dance. Like the the school was empty. Yeah, well, the dance hadn't started yet. Come on. Yeah, but there'd be chaperones or at least somebody there. This play, I mean, the, the janitor was like there. He <laughs> can't be the only one. <laughs> if your only chaperone is a jan- janitor, oh, no wonder kids are just getting. Get, getting hallucinogens and all kind of shit into the school willy nilly like that. That's your only chaperone is the, the, the drunk janitor. Yeah, so then, um, Charlie has a police scanner in his music shop and they, they turn it on and they, they hear, you know, dispatch go to the high school because there's arson and vandalism and whatever else. So then the boyfriend takes off to find Courtney Cox. And let's take this moment to take a break and regroup yeah seriously man yeah so uh we'll we'll be back in a little bit here folks all right the smurfs christmas special will return after these messages now you can imagine all the power in the universe the masters of the universe collection 23 pieces each sold separately there's he-man and these heroic action figures skeletor and the warriors of evil and four fighting creatures Castle Grayskull, Point Dread, and the Talon Fight. You put them together. And battle machines like the Attack Track. Batteries not included. What would you do with all the power in the universe? He-Man, Skeletor, and all other items from the Masters of the Universe collection. Each sold separate. From Mattel. Hordak and the Evil Horde are out to get He-Man and Skeletor. Hordak, Hordak. Skeletor, Skeletor. Who can defeat Gruesome Grizzlor and the Sucking Leech? Grizzlor, Grizzlor. Leech, Leech. Hordak and the Evil Horde. New from Mattel. Hordak. Gleaming in the morning light. Home of Shearer shining bright. Crystal Castle. You put it together. She whistles separately. You can pretend. Magic things shine everywhere. Cause it has a secret power. Castle comes with everything you see here. She dolls sold separately. New from Mattel. Okay. Have Man. you guys settled down a little bit? You know what? During the break, I just remember, remember something about Robbie's rib shack. You know what I miss um, with this being the 80, 80s movie? And I haven't seen this since the, really the early and the mid 80s. You know all the, um, all the soda cups that they serve? They all have like the logo on them. Like they were, um, like you know, the paper cups with the wax on the outside. Oh yeah. And they're actually fucking like actually has they're actually red with the Coca Cola logo down the side, or like you know they had Pepsi ones that were just like that, or mm-hmm. whatever you might have had. I miss that. Yeah, most places don't have that anymore. No, they don't have that anymore. You know, when 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 we get when we monetize this this whole movement and we open up Death Cakes Cafe, we're gonna bring that back. <laughs> I hope that can happen because I'm tired of my regular job. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so, uh, boyfriend gets to the school and then we meet the other new character, which is the, the police detective who's played mm-hmm. by the principal from uh, Back to the Future. I knew he looked familiar. I couldn't remember who, I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. Yeah, the bald, the bald. Prince, he was the principal in Back to the Future. 
he was something in Back to the Future 2. He was a sheriff in Back to the Future 3. He basically playing the same like hard right. ass character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's typecast, but uh, he comes in and he he thinks everybody's on goofballs. <laughs> he says that oh. at one point, <laughs> and then says it it's it's the Soviets and and the key is actually a, a Soviet device or something like that. They couldn't say coke back in those days. He said the goofballs. Yeah. So. <laughs> So then, you know, uh, Karg and the others come back, and they tell Skeletor that uh, you know they couldn't get the key. Skeletor kills Sarrod, whatever the fuck his name was. He blew him to dust. Yeah, and so <laughs> fucking funny. He like he star screamed him. Oh yeah, hardcore. <laughs> Except he didn't come back as a ghost. That happened. I digress. <laughs> um, so then he, he sends Evelyn in in his place. So Evelyn takes a bigger squad and a giant fucking hovercraft. <laughs> it comes through the portal in the middle of the friggin' street and nobody notices it because it's not going. It's not going very high, and it's not. Well, no, 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 no. I take that back. Her, her hovercraft is above the houses and stuff. It's you know it, it's going kind of high, but uh, then she's got she's got like sky centurions I think she called them on these little flying discs, and they're all fanning out trying trying to find the key. Yeah, bullshit. This uh, is this is fucking <laughs> this is so not a he man. Yeah, Wildor uh, in the meantime <laughs> has found this pink Cadillac and. <laughs> and said, "Oh, it was running on on primitive fossil fuels, so I hooked it up to the whoop de doop and the flip and the flim flam drive, and now, and now it drives as fast as it did before, but it's got fancy lights on it." You know, kiss my butt, Gildor. Yeah, I, I just, I, I really, I mean, fuck it, fuck it. Did that car do anything different? No, no, it still drove. It doesn't hover or anything like it, that. It, it just lights up. It didn't like drive fast. No. It drove like a regular car, and then the fucker blew up at some point. <laughs> it just quit working. It's because he fucked with it. It yeah. was fine before. So, what was so wrong with it? It had gas in it. Obviously, you knew what it ran on. Yeah. So <laughs> why you just leave it like it was? Because it, it ran on primitive fossil. Fuels. Well, guess what? We had plenty of back then. Primitive fossil fuels. Yeah. You didn't have any more. Guess what? There's a gas station on this. <laughs> On this one, st- there's only one street. I mean, it's not very hard to find it. Uh, you go get it, and you know, you keep moving. Yeah, apparently that's not good enough. Yeah, but so uh, you almost die in the fire. Yeah. So then they all, con- everybody, including the cop, all congregate back at the mu- music shop, and and Gildor saying, "I have to remember the right tones to figure out how to get us back." So he starts mashing keys again, because that's oh. going to work for whatever reason. And of course. Huh. Again, again, the, the hands ain't what they used to be. You know, he's he, he suffered an illness, man. He's it's kind of hard for him to do that. It's just nobody else knows that he's the I'm, only one. I'm sticking to to the story that he did not invent this thing. He he found it somewhere and just started mashing it. it just happened. So then, uh, of course, he he's messed with the key. So Evelyn finds him, and they attack from two fronts. The the stormtrooper guys come in from the front. Then Evelyn uses her mag- 
even then who I have to stop and back up and say for the longest time when I was a, a kid I thought Evelyn was being played by uh, Kirstie Alley because their, their eyes are sort of similar color mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's actually played by uh, Meg Meg Foster yeah Meg Foster but I, I don't know as a, a kid I always thought it was the, the girl from Cheers but anyway yeah well <laughs> I kind of actually that would be hilarious that would be kind of funny that would be hilarious if you could look back and on, on her her filmography and see and see that yeah <laughs> but wow. uh, anyway there uh, Evelyn has turned herself into Courtney Cox's mom and you know goes to the back door of the music shop and tells Courtney Cox to come outside and she says that it it turned I I don't know what they did before but it was the most implausible fucking explanation she says that your father and I didn't die we just left you alone and went into hiding basically but we're doing secret work and we need the key <laughs> so Courtney Cox buys it I mean, if, 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 you're working for, if, I'm stressing the if, if they worked for the government, for the CIA, or, you know, DARPA, or something, wouldn't you take your child with you? If, if you had, so. had to I mean, fake you your just... death and go into hiding, wouldn't you take your kid? Of course. Unless she's adopted. I'm thinking of that. <laughs> and anyway, so then Courtney Cox goes running back into the thing and says, "Oh, she's alive! My, my parents are, are alive." Grabs the key, takes it outside. Evelyn turns back into Evelyn. Uh, they go back out to the front of the building, and then a bigger fucking portal opens up, and here comes Skeletor in the biggest fucking swamp fan boat you have ever seen. And, I, and and by the way, while all this is going on, the cop is still trying to arrest everybody. Yeah, yeah. He said, "I'm taking all all of you guys downtown." Like, do you see what's going on here? There's no law enforcement, all right? No. And, no. and he he's even talking to him on the radio because the cops were at the school, but now all of a sudden the cops are gone. I don't know where they went. But only well, went where everybody else went apparently because there's nobody on these streets. I but mean, this. Because this shootout Nobody lasted a long time. This was a long fucking shootout. But but the cops don't show up until after it was over. But um, anyway, the, and Skeletor shows up. Uh, He-Man had taken off and <laughs> grabbed one of the the sky sled thing. It was like a a flying disc, and he stood on it and. If you guys watch Family Guy, there was the episode right after, I want to say it was in the first season, uh, it was their Super Bowl episode. I think it was the first time they had a chicken fight, Okay, but at the end of the episode, uh, Peter starts making fun, fun of Fox, and, and uh, 
and Lois says, Peter, I don't think you should talk about the network. And then Peter says, oh, what are they going to do? Cut our budget? And then he, he says, you know, I'm going to the kitchen. So instead of the animation of him walking to the kitchen, it's like a cardboard cutout, just sort of moving really kind of awkwardly towards the kitchen. Like, you know, they, they put the picture down and they, they snapped right. it, they picked it up and they took the picture, you know, just back and forth like that. <laughs> that is exactly what He-Man looks like on this fucking disc. They, it, it looks like they, they took a picture of him posing on this disc <laughs> and then they, they, they just moved the still picture up through the sky. It's hilarious too when they show up from, like from, from a wide angle. You see it, it's like he's not moving. It's like he's, he's perfectly still. Yeah. And it kind of rotate, like kind of turn it like side to side a little bit and then they cut to the scene where, you know, he's, you know, where, 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 it's, where it's Dolph Lundgren again and you can see him you know, and then zoom back out again. And it's like the little cutout guy again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I'm looking on the internet Bible, man. This this movie cost the budget was 22 million dollars. It looks like it was made for like 22.99. Yeah, and that's a lot I back mean, then. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, well, but I mean, I'm not saying they didn't get 22 million dollars. I'm saying it didn't go into this movie. It went up their nose. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Then Skeletor shows up. Uh, Skeletor zaps Julie in the leg, and it's kind of a, actually kind of a gruesome look, looking wound. It's all bubbling and green and stuff. But then he he says, "Okay, He Man, I will let all of them live, but you you have to come with me as as my prisoner." So of course he does. And and there and then. Skeletor zaps their key so they can't leave. Now, let me let me stop right there. He says, goes on prison, so they chain He-Man up and they walk away. Mm-hmm. This is really the ma- I mean, of all of the fuck-ups and all of the problems they, ma- they, they did, all of the atrocities they committed with this film, He-Man is not He-Man. No. In the movie, or excuse me, in the cartoon, he-Man could punch through punch through walls, he could smash the ground and cause earthquakes, he could tear shit in half, throw, pull trees up uproot trees and swing them like a bat. He would throw you 50 meters away. I mean, anything. He doesn't do any of that. He's in chains. He's He-Man. He can break the chains and fight. What the no, fuck? No, in, in the episode that we're going to talk about in the point five, he got down in like a, a crevice <laughs> and, and he pushed it wider. So he could get da- down in there, and then, but uh, yeah, he he has no strength in this movie. He's not he man, isn't the whole thing? He's supposed to be the most powerful man in the universe. He use, he does nothing. Yeah, no, he. Has I mean, he doesn't even use a sword halfway right, and now I mean, and, and now he can't even fight. Huh. So um, then uh, he man watches as. As uh, you know, the the whole thing was they had to get back to Eternia before the moon rose to the top, and then Skeletor would get all of the sorceress's power. So now that they're back on Eternia, and they have chained He-Man up, he he, when both arms are chained, he can't pull it out for whatever reason. Again, he's He-Man; he should be able to. So then. I, I do have to say, I, I thought about this. 
I think uh, the uh, film Glory, the Civil War film, oh god, came out going. in 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 1989. Yep. And I think when they, they're making that movie, Denzel must have been chilling in his trailer, and you know, said, "Well, hey." You know, I'm bored. Let me pop in this Masters of the Universe. And he got to this scene. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do that in this movie. Because He-Man gets whipped. And he he just shows no emotion. Well, you know why. He doesn't throw it in at that uh, single tear that uh, Denzel does. But but he, he just takes it. You know, he stands there. He takes it. He doesn't bend or nothing. Well, it's because... He doesn't realize. I mean, uh, he, he he see he figures it out once the whip comes cracking down on him. Blade, who does who who is who is cracking the whip, and whoever he got the whip from, see, Blade got duped. <laughs> it's kind of like that episode of Aqua Teen. You remember when um when they first met the uh, the Plutonians, mm-hmm. and they put him in uh they they said they were putting Shake inside the uh. uh Deadly prison rings, they're really just disco lights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, whoever could... Blade got this whip, so <laughs> who's who, whoever so Blade this whip is like, he, he, he's he, I mean, he's got bags of gold, he's chilling off somewhere way far away, clear away from everybody. He's rich, he's done. Blade is sitting there whipping He Man, thinking he's doing damage, he's whipping him with a beam of light. Yeah, it's like a limp lightsaber. <laughs> Except yeah. it's really what it is. It's light, and He Man's getting hit, and he's just like, yeah, nothing. But but then uh, you know, the moon finally comes up, and Skeletor becomes this gold, weird look. He, he gets this weird headdress. He gets a new hat, basically. I mean, well, that's what the powers of <laughs> the powers of Grayskull is. Yeah, he gets a new hat, and. And he, like, this he, is what I fall this time for. I'm like, fuck this man. And you can have he, your sword back. Yeah, he uh, he's he starts shooting He Man with lightning and stuff. And then all of a sudden, back on Earth, the uh, uh, Wildor has has rigged up this key with like a car battery and uh, a real synthesizer. He's still whipping up shit, huh? Yeah, and I mean, they. I, Go ahead, man. Go no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm I was just saying. Say they, over there. They uh, they get this thing to work finally, and then just as they're about to leave, uh, the detective shows up again, <laughs> again, and he's Still like, "I'm taking people. I'm taking all you guys to jail." This is crazy. Like, would you shut the fuck up? Have you seen what just happened here? I'm just. That's the question. Yeah. I think he said, "Do you know what's going on? Do look at this." Yeah. You you think we're crazy? Look what's going on. This is crazy. And no, taking us in isn't going to fix this. Mm-mm. No. So then, you know, they activate it. And, you know, uh, the Skeletor has gotten this power. And he's like, where are your friends now? There's no one here to save you, blah, blah, blah. They show up. A big fight starts. Um, and the cop, he's tired of this shit finally. He breaks out this fucking shotgun. <laughs> and just start blowing dudes away with it. Where'd the shotgun come from, though? He got it from Charlie. There, there was a, a, a scene where he asked Char- Charlie if he had a oh, gun. Oh yeah, that's right. No, he had. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He had it uh, before he got before he got swept up in the uh, in the beam. Yeah, 
That's right. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then, uh, um, he he uh, he shows up. They they all start shooting. Skeletor says, "Well, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna kill He Man now." Then he shoots a, a laser beam out. Skeletor or uh, He Man lifts his arm, and Skeletor zaps the chain instead. So this time. Now He-Man is able to break the other chain. I don't oh, know. Oh, now the powers come out of nowhere. But but, yeah. but here's the other thing. He zapped him with some with with with, with the lightning. Now before he was pow- before he got the new hat and everything and the new powers. Before <laughs> that, like a new hat. <laughs> before he got the new hat, he was he's that uh, he blew up his he blew up Saw Rod whatever his name is mm-hmm. with his power. Now he shoots a beam and it doesn't do anything. No, because it, it did hit He-Man. It hit He-Man in the wrist. Yeah, but he should have been exploded in the dust like Sawrod, but no. No. So this new hat. So this new hat is really like that like like, like that uh like that light whip. You got dupes. I'm I'm watching the scene now. It's so funny because that new hat must have been heavy because you see his head kind of bobble. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard for him to sort of turn sideways because that that hat's so heavy. And it's funny because all those little blasters, like he's handing, like like when um, he man hands Courtney Cox a blaster, or like when the boyfriend has a blaster, you can see it in his hand. There's no weight to it at all. It's like mm-hmm. a piece of a, a piece of plywood. You know, this hat though, they went <laughs> <laughs> they went all in on the hat though. That hat is heavy. <laughs> you can tell he's fighting to keep his head up. <laughs> that fucking hat. Yeah, well. So again, so powers see, of Grace Gold, and he can't keep his head up with the fucking hat on. Yeah. So then we, we see he, he Man, you know, grab a gun and he just starts shooting, and then we see another sort of He Man strength thing where he pushes this big statue down. Why didn't he do it before? I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> but then um, He Man makes it up to the the throne, and like I said before, in order to make the Eye of Grayskull open, which never heard... No, the Eye of Eternia, which never heard of before. In order to make it open, you need the Sword of Power to slip into the the lock to make, make it open. So why Card just didn't take the the uh, sword when he had the chance and leave and then it'd all be done, I don't know. But anyway, so then He-Man gets up there. He grabs the sword out of the lock. He says the line, I have the power. Nothing really sort of happens. I mean, some no. lightning shoots out. But Oh, can we talk about the lightning, too? I mean, it, it really looks like they just... Like they took the film that this thing was shot on, and they just drew it on there with crayon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it has... You can tell it has no real effect on in the environment. I mean, this is bad. Mm-hmm. bad. And, and again, this this made it to blue. This, this it was a Blu-ray release of this. <laughs> yeah, it I is w- comically bad. I would love to see this in full uh, 720p TV on a uh, <coughs> ripped copy of the movie. Um, I would love to see this in full 22 1080p and just see how. Yeah, I would. I really would. Just for shits. So then it turns into this really stupid fight. Where the helmet gets even bigger, I guess, so they, they, they could hide the stunt double. Because the, the, the first new hat, you could still see his face and stuff. The second new hat pretty much has a face mask, and you can't see any of Skeletor's face. 
Mm-hmm. So they 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 aren't really fight. It's a lot of parrying. There's not a, yeah. a lot of like thrusting. It's it's like bad demonstration uh, karate. Hey, it's still more sword. It's still more sword action than there was in TMNT two. True. True. And then uh, anyway, somehow He Man gets the upper hand and smashes uh, Skeletor's Havoc staff. I also and like how you know He Man is horrible, horrible with a sword, but they keep doing this this uh, this point of view shift to where you're kind of looking through Skeletor's eyes, and you see him spinning the sword around and doing like like all, like all this flashy showboat and stuff with the sword. But then yeah. they flash back to the fight, and all he is is just swinging over his head, hacking with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the worst sword fight I've ever seen. It it's really bad. So then Skeletor pulls out his sword, and they fight some more. He Man not knocks him into the pit, just like Star Wars. <coughs> At the end of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, he knocks him in the pit, and he falls. The eye closes. Uh, the sorceress has returned to young age. Everyone celebrates. It's over. Blah blah blah. Um, then I'm looking at the screen right now. I'm sorry, man. I'm actually I I forwarded to this scene to the to this last fight scene and like he he when he man gets the upper hand and he changes Skeletor back. You know, back to his normal self. You just—it's right when you said Star Wars, and you know he's got that cloak on. It's kind of like Palpatine. Yeah. You know, and he's been doing Force lightning the whole time. But then <laughs> this this fucking this Skeletor mask, man. He know what he looks like to me. You know that singer Mark Anthony. The yeah. The, the, I'm just saying. Kind of looks like Mark Anthony. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyway, then it, it turns into. The scene from uh, Episode Four, A New Hope of Star Wars, where you know it it's the the celebration scene, and Gildor has Gildor's in the chewy role. He's all, he's all primped and clean, and he's got these stupid ribbons all in his beard and his hair. Looks <laughs> retarded. For, and I don't know why, but the cop all of a sudden is is sitting next to the sorceress in the throne of fucking Castle Grey. This is the throne of Castle Grayskull, the seat of all of of Eternia's magical power. Yeah, and all Lubbock he did was try to arrest everybody. He shot like three dudes with a shotgun. Now all of a sudden he he is sitting next to the sorceress in the fucking throne and he's got, got some some bimbo from God knows where. <laughs> and he's and she's, and, and she's not from Earth because she didn't come over in the beam. But yes, she has that. She has an '80s butt rock haircut. No, and and the, they they walk up to him. He's like, "Oh, hey, you're you're staying." He's like, "Yeah, I got this castle." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I've, "I've got this castle. I've got a girl." What do you mean you've got this castle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I'm surprised he didn't say. He man, I'm your new dad. <laughs> you know, but uh, then they, uh, the sorceress says, you know, here's the, this jewel, so you can think of us whenever you want, or whatever. Gildor activates the thing, 
and Gildor makes a uh, Gildor mentions that that this key can take you anywhere in time or space. But now here's so, here, here's another big fuck you to Gildor because he didn't know how to get to Earth. He randomly typed that in here. So now how does he know how to get back there and send them back? I, I don't know. And but he did it on first try this time too. No mistakes. Yeah, and and this time that they walk through the fucking portal, and that they don't walk walk out together. She just wakes up in bed in this granny nightgown. Yeah, <laughs> and when I first saw this, I thought like I thought she dreamt the whole thing. Yeah, it, it, it seems like that's what they set it up to be. And then she goes downstairs and finds out that Gildor sent both of them back in time, so her parents are still alive. Um, she steals the, their car keys so, so they can't get in the car and and go to their, their uh, private plane that they have to go wherever. Right. So. But now, but here's the question: Why is that in the story? What did that have to do with anything? I like, don't I don't, I don't mean the ending, but I'm saying, why is that? Why is that? Is that plot even part of it? I don't know. I have no idea. But then they she didn't know how. To, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, she she runs outside and finds her boyfriend, and she's like, "Yeah, they're still alive. I've got the keys." Blah blah blah. They pull out that that jewel and it starts to glow, doesn't it? Yeah. Something happens with the jewel. Then credits. Well, they look inside and they see He-Man saying, "I've got the power again." Again, as yeah. He-Man, so nothing really happens because he's no. not changing from Adam. Into no. man. No. So then uh, credits roll in, and then we mentioned this. Did we mention this in the Turtles episode? Or in the Dick Tracy episode? But uh, this movie had. Oh, yeah, think, yeah, Dick Tracy. I think had the first stinger ever. It, it's the, the first one that I can think of. But after all the credits were over, if you stick around. Mm hmm. At the very end, it cuts back to that pit that, that Skeletor got knocked into, and you just see his his head pops up, and he says, "I'll be back," which is the only thing they did that was true to those stories because that was that's what Skeletor would do when he would retreat. He'd say, "I'll be back," mm-hmm. or "I'll get you, He-Man." Yeah, yeah. So that was Masters of the Universe. Wow, and. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Um so the question uh let's see Dick Tracy lost last time, so here it is again. Secret of the Use or Masters of the Universe? Secret of the Use. You know what? I'm gonna go Masters of the Universe. Really? This is a bad, bad movie. And it's not even so bad it's good. It's just bad, like ridiculously bad. But I watched this, okay, when I watched this the first time through, um, not the first time when I was a kid, the first time, you know, for this show, I watched it, you know, I always watched twice, you know, we watched twice, we watched, you know, once, mm-hmm. and then we watched again to take notes. The first time I watched this, I was so pissed off. Like, I can't, What? why do we do this to ourselves? You know what? We didn't get into podcasting this to, for, for this type of shit. But then... I watched it the second time and I was laughing my balls off just because it is ridiculous. This is a, I mean, it's just, 
it's one of those movies where it's just it's so many questions you know what were they thinking you know I no idea and I sit in you know I now with that being said do I want to watch it again not really but <laughs> I mean if I happened to if it happened to be on TV or something like that or if I happened to have a couple drinks or something yeah I'd watch it you know I don't love it I won't you know I, I'm not gonna wa- put it. I'm not gonna add that to the DVD rack or anything like that. I won't be buying the 25th edition Blu-ray or 25th anniversary Blu-ray <laughs> or anything like that. But I mean, it's it's a fucked up movie. It's like it's it's. Have you seen Have you seen Warriors of the Lost World? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like Warriors of the Lost World bad like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, really bad. Yeah. And you know, I I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Um, <clears throat> this movie was actually um, I don't know if if the writers had written this as this other comic series or if they wrote this movie but as an homage to this comic book series um, but it it shared a lot of similarities with um, Jack Kirby's comic from DC called The Fourth World um, okay if you don't know those characters I mean you have seen see, if you watched uh, the Superman cartoon or the Justice League cartoon from the 90s you have seen these characters even though you don't know them by name um, it, it's basically the the new gods um, uh, like I, I know the character Orion would have been He-Man. Orion was in in the, the show a lot. He he wore a, a, a helmet and had a flying disc sort of thing that he sat on. Uh, and Skeletor, you could Skeletor would have been Darkseid, which everybody knows Darkseid, yeah. right? And and then the other characters really related to other uh, characters in this fourth world comic and even the the director or the uh, writer said that they wanted to get Jack Kirby to work on this film to help with the character designs and I think they even yeah they they even tried to put a dedication to Jack Kirby in, in the credits but the studio took it out. Hmm. So I don't know why they were making a He-Man movie, but trying to put so many homages and stuff to a comic book series that had nothing to do with He-Man. But that's what they did. That is amazing. I I I don't know why. <laughs> Oh man, well, I have nothing to add here other than, um, it's bad like movie, I said, it's, it's, it's a bad movie. I mean, it's, I mean, He Man is a wuss. Mm-hmm. Skeletor is a joke. I mean, it's, it, although, you know, again, unlike the cartoon, he actually does seem evil, but it's just like <laughs> everything he tries to get, it just looks ridiculous. And then just. You know the powers of Grayskull. It doesn't seem like it's very powerful at all. Then, yeah. You know, once he tries to transfer them over, and just 
the fact that you know what they did to this town and nobody sees it. Nobody. I'm. Mean, it's 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 so fucking stupid. Yeah, it's horrible. it's so stupid. I hate it. You know, sorry. And I sit there and I watch it. I'm just like, I can't believe. I can't believe they actually they didn't just ash can this. You know, like put it out anyway. You know, <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. But uh, anyway, like we mentioned, stay tuned for our 26.5, where we're actually going to be talking about two He-Man. Well, we're, we're going to talk about the He-Man cartoon in general. We're going to focus on two episodes specifically, which is yeah. the pilot episode of the original 80s He-Man show, The Diamond Ray of Disappearance. We're also going to talk about uh, a sh- uh, episode from the 2003 f- uh, series called Turnabout. Yeah. And all He-Man things in between. So, uh, uh, yeah, except, but, but not the new adventures of He-Man, because that doesn't exist. <laughs> what? When, what? What are you talking exactly? about? Exactly. No, I don't know. <laughs> what was I talking about? Yeah, I, I have no idea. No, alright. <laughs> but anyway, folks, uh, I guess we need to give out our new info. Where yes. can you find us? You can find us at www.nojibbajabbafm.motherfucking.com. Yes. You can find us at facebook.com slash nojibbajabbafm. Uh, you can still find me at Ilrockski. You can still find him at jru78. You can still find Deathcakes at DeathcakesPod yeah, on our, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is not going to change. I doubt we are going to have a Twitter for the actual network. Um, our other shows that are that are uh, on the network if you don't know of course is I Minnie the Fool yes our monthly modern uh, recap yep we've got Keepers of the Funk yes which our, is our uh, nostalgia 90s show or well, music show yeah it's, it's I'll it's let hip-hop. you describe it yeah it's hip hop you know I mean we're talking about all eras of hip hop all elements of hip hop but we we tend to center on uh, 1994, you know, 20 years removed, which and you know just as an important year that was for uh, so many artists, uh, projects and events and everything that came out of that year. Um, so you know, certain episodes are going to focus solely on that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's uh, that's keepers of the funk, and uh, oh, we and, and we've got um, we we've got we've got the gaming uh, review show with you and Mark, man. We're, uh, you guys got a name? Um, by the time this episode goes live, contest will be over. As of right now, we still don't have a name, but that could change by the time. <laughs> but by the time this show is live, so uh, again, if you want to suggest a name for a video game review show, send it to our Twitter at DeathCakesPod. Just add the hashtag name our show so so yes. we know you want to enter and you know, we do have a prize for you we do have an an autographed copy of batman vs predator from the 90s autographed by the cover artist uh, arthur sudan there's pictures on our facebook page of it there's pictures of our uh, of it on our our twitter page it's autographed comes with a 
a certificate of authenticity. It's a free comic that we're mailing to you, signed yes. by the artist. Come on, people. Yeah, get, get in on there. that, man. Get in on that. You know you want that. And uh, yeah, for all you listeners, you know, have been with us along the way, man. We appreciate we you know we we appreciate your support. We appreciate you being here all the time. But uh, yeah, update your RSS readers, man. If uh, if it doesn't do it automatically, you know, um, uh, yes, I think I believe, and I'm not 100 percent sure. So again, go and physically update this stuff. If it, but uh, uh, Stitcher, I think will not be affected. I think it'll just switch over once we uh, update that information. iTunes, definitely, you want to um, go ahead and uh, resubscribe. You know, yes, uh, I, you know, iTunes for sure. Kind of, um, yeah. I'm sorry I cut, cut you off but since, since we now have more space and we can have three different shows reset, sub, subscribe to I'm Mini the Fool because it's going to be its own separate show Yes, uh, Keepers of the Funk will be its own separate show in iTunes the gaming show will be its own separate thing so you'll have to subscribe new to those other three shows Yes, and if you want to make it easy, just go to our website again, which is www.nojibbajabbafm.com, and you can find all those shows there and find all the links you need to subscribe or to download the new episodes. Yes. Yeah, and also a quick shout-out to the guys over at 3 Black Geeks. Yeah, um, yeah, at 3 Black Geeks on Twitter, 3BG. Yeah, yeah. I actually just did a, a guest spot not that long ago talking turtles again yeah yeah well, that was, <laughs> that's awesome man i um i still haven't seen the movie so um but also you know you guys they're recording the afternoon i was working so um wasn't able to take part in that but i mean uh you know maybe we'll maybe we have to get down with them another time but uh definitely cool if you were able to do that though and they invited you uh on the show for that yeah yeah it, it was fun doing a uh show with another podcast we'll definitely have to do, do it again and also shout out to Mel Weezy and the Geekly podcast for holding it down. They they retweet a lot of our stuff, um, and you know it's just uh, blurred sticking together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, us black black nerds uniting and, and getting stuff done. You know what's funny? We were talking about that the other day. You know, because so, I guess somebody tweeted out. Um, that they were looking for um, shows, you know, a black host, you know, the like these type of topics, and in in the first couple of people who responded didn't know of any, including the original guy. And I'm just like, hell, I'm I'm thinking back to like Dead Pixel Live and everything. I've been listening to them, like man, I've known plenty of them, it's, you know, and still do. So yeah. uh yeah, they out there, so that's cool. But I was I was talking to you, I was like, man, let me see. So there's us, pretty much everybody, everybody on No Jibba Jabba, and then. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, our, our two main allies right now, you know, in, in, in Geekly and Three Black Geeks. You know, hell, we're making a political stand without actually even trying to. <laughs> it, just, it just happened like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but um, wait, I just want to give them a quick shout out because they, they, they retweet our stuff, we retweet their stuff, and uh, we're just keeping the community moving, so. You know what else? Uh, I also want to shout out um, Rock Paper Podcast, which is another uh, local uh, St. Louis show. Oh yeah, support our local yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, they followed us on Twitter, and I, you know, we followed back and everything like that. I'm not gonna front. I have, I have them, I, I have them subscribed. Uh, you know, my podcast or whatever, in my Beyond Pod, whatever. 
I have not listened to an episode yet, but I will. So you folks out there, hey, you guys over there, um, the names are uh, eluding me right now, but they also follow us, uh, you know, the individual names. But uh, those guys over there, too, check them out, too. It's uh, at Rock Paper Podcast on Twitter. But, um, yeah, they, you know, again, local St. Louis show. Yeah. So until next time, folks, see ya. See ya. From the powers bestowed upon me by the third coast Deep in the trenches of Atlanta where they learn most You never heard before, blow this extraordinary And if the burners blow, foes is in the mortuary Here to prevent the destruction of this rap music Find a blank spot on my wall and put a plaque to it I'm in a class all by myself, nobody's messing with me Feel free to ask about my wealth, I got the weapons with me So come and get me, I'm here, keep a semi-automatic near No need to fear, I wipe out your windshield till you see me clear I ruin careers, so hide away your tears No shook ones here until you look inside the mirror Shit rap in the second gear, stood up and I volunteered Now the industry's screaming, but can you hear? The ladies just tear, sometimes their lipstick will smear Cause in my line of work, this He-Man needs a shield I've been appointed straight from the power of Grayskull Believe the master of the universe gets great gold. I'm so ferocious, chopping heads off with my battle axe Got many faces, give them whiplash when I battle cats A diabolical technology like Skeletor But trained in the art of throwing you through the cellar door I'm checking off my enemies until I get some more With powerful beams that disperse from my ludicrous the wall Until the system falls, they families will miss them all Kiss them all goodbye and I try Story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more.